They may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. This, uh, this is a well-known quote from theologian William Wallace. It's a deep quote, isn't it? Maybe some of you have even heard it. This isn't a theological quote. It does sound like one, though, doesn't it? It's, it is from William Wallace, who was played by Mel Gibson in the movie Braveheart. I can see the look on some of your faces like, I've heard this before. I don't think, that's, is that a theologian, really? It's a great quote, though, and we would say that it's true of us. You can take our physical bodies, but you can't take our freedom in Christ. Even if we die, our freedom that Christ has won for us is ours, and it can never be taken away. We live our lives through our baptismal identity in freedom. Freedom from experiencing the full punishment of our sin. Freedom from guilt and shame. Freedom from having to live the perfect life that God, has, uh, that God expects. Not falling short of perfection. We have great freedoms that we live in every single day of our lives because of what Christ has done for us. But the freedom that Christ gives, it has been misunderstood or misused many times. Here's what I mean by that. We see in our reading from John 8, the Jews are blind to the fact that they are enslaved to sin. They say, we have Abraham as our father. We don't need freedom. They're blissfully ignorant to the fact that they were enslaved to sin. We also see misuse from the people, from the Christians that Paul is writing to in Galatia. Galatians chapter 5, our reading for, uh, for today, where these Christians thought that their freedom, that their salvation came from following Jesus plus following works. And thinking about last week being Reformation Sunday, you know, the, the Catholic Church in the 1500s also thought that it was Jesus plus works. They thought their salvation in part was because of what they did. That's why Martin Luther and the other reformers started the Reformation, to get back to the truth that freedom, that salvation is a free gift from God. Now, I bring these up not to point out flaws in other people, not to say we're better than them. We're not. I bring up these examples to show you how Christian freedom has been misused and misunderstood throughout the history of the church. So today for Christians, especially us Lutherans, I don't really think that we think that salvation is something that we have any active part of. You know, we're very, uh, we, we very firmly recite Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. You know, we understand that our freedom from sin, death, and the devil comes to us only because of what Jesus has done. Because Jesus paid for our sins on the cross. Because he died and rose. And because we are united to him in our baptism. But I do think we misuse our freedom. You see, the freedom that we've been given, the freedom that Christ won for us, is not used to satisfy or to serve ourselves. I think sometimes we think too much like Americans 
and not enough like Christians. We have freedom as both. But often our freedom as Americans is something for us to personally enjoy, to, to serve ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. Our American freedom is a good thing. I'm thankful for it. However, a lot of the time that freedom is used for self. Listen again to what Paul says in Galatians 5. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Paul is calling Christians to use their freedom given by Christ not to serve themselves, not to serve their flesh, their selfish desires, but to love and serve others. Now again, this church that Paul is writing to is dealing with something different. They think that their salvation comes in part by what they do. Jesus, uh, by following Jesus plus following the law. So it's a bit of a different context from what we face today. But I do think where our struggles with Christian freedom come are summed up in what Paul says, to use your freedom not to serve others, or not to serve self, but to serve others. And this brings us back to our conflicting freedoms. You know, our American freedom allows us to choose what we want, to choose who to vote for, to choose to say what we want, to choose to practice what religion we want, and so on. And please, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that our American freedom is not good. It's great. However, when we think about our freedom as Americans and as our freedom, our freedom as Christians, they run counter to each other. That's because the way and the kingdom of God really does run counter to any other earthly kingdom or culture. I mean, just think about it for a moment. Jesus says that in his kingdom, the last are first and the first are last. In his kingdom, the people that society sees as the least important are the most important. In his kingdom, the ones who are poor are the blessed ones. In his kingdom, you are supposed to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and deny your selfish desires and follow Christ. In his kingdom, the way up is kind of down. The ways and the kingdom of God are so different from any other earthly culture or kingdom. And so when we think about using our freedom according to earthly standards, it's going to be completely opposite. And that creates a, a bit of a tension that we as Christians live in. In a world, in a, in a society that elevates personal freedom, freedom to do what you want, Jesus is calling us to deny ourselves and our selfish desires and instead to serve others. You know, Martin Luther actually has a, a, a fairly well-known quote when talking about this tension, this dealing with this Christian freedom. He says, A Christian is a perfectly free Lord of all, subject to none, 
Christian is a perfectly dutiful servant of all, subject of all, subject to all. As Christians, in our freedom, we are subjects and servants to no one. We have freedom. But as Christians, in our freedom and as followers of Christ, we are servants to all. Recall what Paul says in Philippians 2. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who did not consider equality with God something to use to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. We are called to imitate Christ. Christ who used his freedom to love and serve others, even to the point of death. Now, I'm just going to guess that there are maybe one or two here who are hearing that, hearing the way that Christ loves, and hearing that we are called to love like Christ, and thinking, I can't love like Christ. Let me ask you, do you have the spirit of the living God inside you? Because if you do, which as baptized believers in Jesus, we do, then you actually can love and serve like Jesus. You know, back to our reading from Galatians 5, Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit. When the Spirit, through faith, produces good works in us, good works that makes us to love God and to serve our neighbors rather than serving our own selfish desires. You know, and if you look at what Paul says, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the things that the Holy Spirit is working in you to love others and to love God more. Now, I, I want you to ponder with me for a moment. I want you to think, what would it look like if this happened in my life? What would it look like if I was more loving to others? A little bit more patient with people who irritate or frustrate me. A little bit more gentle in dealing with someone when they've done something wrong. And these are the ways that the Holy Spirit is helping you to use your freedom rightly, to be less like your old sinful self and to be more like Jesus. And I know that you know, each of us as Christians want to be like that, but fail to do it also. And so for those times that you feel like you're struggling to walk according to the Spirit, I encourage you to pray, to pray about it. You know, when we earnestly seek after and pray for God to work in our lives, want to take a wild guess what happens? God works in our lives. You know, the Spirit goes to work. God wants us to pray to become more like Jesus to live according to the Spirit, to use our freedom to serve God and his purposes. But also, we don't just pray and then overnight we're just magically changed. 
You know, you aren't typically going to go from being a super grouchy person one day to this joyful, bubbly person the next. That typically isn't how it works. It takes prayer, but it also takes practice. If you want to become a good free throw shooter, what do you need to do? Practice shooting free throws. If you want to become a good guitar player, what do you do? Practice playing the guitar. Similarly, if you want to become more patient, you need to practice patience, not reacting to every little thing that might bother you. If you want to be more kind, you need to practice kindness when someone has treated you poorly. The fruit of the Spirit that Paul lists is the Holy Spirit working in you to love God and to love others more. The fruit of the Spirit is helping us to be imitators of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. You know, it's good as we try to imitate Christ to also imitate those who are trying to imitate Christ as well. With today being All Saints Day, we celebrate the fact that we have been made saints by God through the precious blood of Jesus. But we also celebrate those saints who have passed on in faith. So who is someone who imitated Christ that you want to imitate? Who is someone that uh, God has put in your life that has exhibited the fruit of the Spirit? Who is someone who has lived selflessly and served others? Now, it can be someone who is still living, but also can be someone who has already gone to be with Jesus, uh, a saint. For all the people that we think about today, those who have gone on in the faith, we celebrate that their life is secured in Christ. And we thank God that he gave them to us and gave us examples and the, that the Spirit worked through them, giving us examples as to how to use our freedom. We've been given amazing freedom in Christ. As Christians, live in that freedom, knowing that your eternal life, your identity, has been won for you by Christ. And use that freedom, use your life to imitate the one who gave it to you. Use your freedom to freely give of yourselves to love and to serve those whom you encounter. For the sake of Jesus who freed us and for the sake of those who don't yet know that freedom. Amen. Would you please pray with me? Lord God, we thank you for the freedom that you have won for us. We thank you that it is an unconditional gift, not based on anything that we do or do not do, but it is a pure and full gift of your grace. God, we thank you for the saints that you have placed in our lives and the fact that uh, though we grieve and we miss them, we thank you that they are with you celebrating. Help us to imitate them. Help us to imitate you and to use our freedom to love and serve you and to love and serve others. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. We continue with our next song.